0: This is Elizabeth Carlyle on Heal Yourself Naturally with Ayurveda. Thank you for joining me, and welcome to the new year. We have just begun a great new time in our history. Now, some of you may not feel that it is going to be a great new year, but I believe we're at a very important juncture in the history of our Earth and the evolution of our planet. We may have some growing pains and some issues to get beyond this year, but I believe we will endure and emerge as a better, more peaceful, and more compassionate world. Most people wish to start the new year with special attention to health and fitness. I believe if we maintain a moderate, feasible, easy-to-implement routine throughout the year, we can indulge occasionally, and this routine that we have in place will support us when we do venture out of the established boundaries of our discipline. Routines do require discipline to begin. But once routines are established, they become easy to implement on a daily basis. You don't have to think about them. No need to try and make time and effort for them because there is already a foundation in place. The only action necessary is to do it. And that's the advantage of routine. We don't have to think about when and where, it's already in place. Another advantage is that when things don't work for us as we have envisioned, if things go wrong, if our emotions and outlook plummet, we have the necessary routines in place to pick up our spirits and revive our enthusiasm for life. It's all in daily routine. So what do I mean exactly by routine? Most of us have a morning routine of getting ready for the day. Many people also add meditation and yoga or stretching routine, routines that prepare them for the day ahead routine for eating at a regular time, taking regular breaks throughout the day, exercising at a scheduled time, and sleeping at a regular time are all activities that support us on a daily basis, no matter what happens in our lives. Life's ups and downs will batter us about if we don't have established routines to support us on a daily basis. Next, I'd like to discuss the Ayurvedic approach to weight balancing. First and foremost, I believe all of us deserve A healthy, energetic body. That's our birthright. But a healthy, energetic body needs attention and mental support from us to continue to behave in a balanced manner. And what I mean by this is that we must believe in our body's natural ability and aptitude for health, for necessary repairs, to support us when we need it. In return, we provide nourishment, exercise, and most importantly, love of self, gratitude for the body's ability to heal and support us in our chosen activities. Gratitude and self-love are paramount. That being said, what tools can we utilize to support our body other than established routines, as I discussed previously. To support weight balancing, Ayurveda advocates three meals a day only. Why? The body requires about two to three hours between meals to adequately digest the food. Snacking interferes with this, so try to avoid any kind of snacking. By adding more food in a stomach that's already digesting food is a fast track to producing more toxins. I personally think we eat more food than we need. So keep your meals light. Use high-quality foods and eat only the amount you can hold in your two-cupped hands. When you hold your two-cupped hands together, side by side, this is the size of your stomach. As you may have heard many times before, eat a good quality breakfast. The biggest meal, according to Ayurveda, should always be at lunchtime, when the body's agni or digestive fire is the greatest. Dinner should be light but nourishing. And try to eat only when you are hungry. When we eat nourishing, light, high-quality meals, our body will naturally achieve its own balance. Everyone has a unique balance. We don't ever want to starve the body, but give it what it asks for. It rarely asks for cheesecake. That's the mind. The body will naturally crave good, nourishing food. Dairy and wheat are more difficult for the body to digest. So if you wish to balance your weight, it is best to it is best to minimally consume these foods because they will temporarily hold on to excess weight in the body. I like to sip warm water or drink white tea, which is a very mild tea and very, very little caffeine, throughout a good part of the day. This assists digestion, creates satisfaction and fullness, and helps to cleanse the deep tissues of the body. White or green tea helps break down fat because these are filled with antioxidants. Next, it's important for us to be aware of not just what we eat, but how we eat and why we eat. Let's talk about a simple way of monitoring hunger level. I learned this from Molly Groger's book, which I love. Eating awareness training. She says, When does the mind give us the urge to eat? For instance, when we're lonely, we're sad, bored, anxious, frustrated, angry, insecure, or when we pass the refrigerator or we need a reward, or feel sorry for ourselves. Maybe we have worked too hard or too long or haven't worked hard enough, are unhappy with our partners or ourselves, and also because it's time to eat, it's available, it's there, it looks good, it smells good. All these reasons why we should eat according to the mind. So, when does the body give us the urge to eat? Only when it's hungry. It's that easy to determine the difference between the mind telling us we want food and the body letting us know it needs food. And most of the time when the body tells you it's hungry, the body is also telling you what it needs, what kind of food it desires for nutrition, satisfaction, and sustained energy. If the body craves a certain food, there is something in that particular food that the body needs. So, how do we determine our level of hunger? Let's look closely at that. There is an area in the stomach. That tells us when we are hap- when we are hungry. There is an area in the stomach that tells us when we are hungry, when we are stuffed with food, and when we are okay. We don't eat anything, food or drink. Find that area and put your attention in that place. What is the level? Using a scale that I'm going to now describe, zero is very empty, very hungry. Up to five is comfortable, satisfied, no real level of hunger and not filled with food all the way up to 10, which is very stuffed and very uncomfortable. So put your attention on that spot and feel. Don't listen to those distracting thoughts like, I haven't eaten all day, so I must be very hungry. Or, I ate a lot last night, so I really shouldn't eat breakfast. So think about what number do you feel adequately defines the state of your present hunger level? A three would be a level that one could eat, but it would be okay not to if you're at the level three. A level of seven Or eight might indicate that you want to eat a little food in order to be comfortable. So just create a chart of these levels and look at the rating for several days. This will give us valuable information, whether we are eating out of hunger or eating to pacify the mind. To achieve the most benefit from such a chart, simply note the time, the item being eaten, the quantity that's being eaten, and the hunger level. You'll find that if you continue to do this for several days, you'll get better at judging your hunger level. Try to reach a 2 before eating. And Ayurveda says, eat only until you're 75% full. You want to leave that other 25% vacant to assist in digestion. Next time, I'm going to talk more about weight balancing in part two. So please join me next time for part two. My affirmation for today. I provide my body and soul with nourishing food and love. I provide my body and soul with nourishing food and love. Thank you for joining me, and I'll see you next time. Blessing.